doing out there? We doing all right? We doing okay? Yeah? Huddling up? I see people have their jackets on. Feel free to put your hoods up if you need to. I will not be offended by that. But it is great to be together today to begin 2018. Yeah, yeah, 2018 is going to be great today and the year. Um, but it's, as we all know, it's been a cold and stormy start to the year. Can I get an amen to that? Um, but I hope that your time with God, uh, you beginning the, or we beginning the one-year Bible plan, and you working on your goals has been bright and sunny. Amen. Different from how we've uh, begun the year weather-wise. But even if not, even if it has been cold and stormy in that realm, no worries. No worries. Because God's Spirit is always creating and is always renewing, giving us a new beginning through Jesus Christ. And so today as we begin the year, uh, I want us to look at what God the Father did at first, in the very beginning. And we see that God, of course, has this vision in mind and begins creating and realizing that vision through his Holy Spirit. And as a result of that, we should praise the Creator. Can I get an amen to that? And in part of that realization, in part of that process, he creates man. He creates us in his own image. He creates us to have dominion through him on earth. But as we know, and as we read this past week, right, we chose otherwise. We chose to go our own way. And so because of that choice, we need to be recreated. We need restoration. And that happens through grace and righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ so that we can reign in life once again. So today, the title of my message, Praise the Creator, Reign with Christ, those are my two points. I just figured that's easy. I'll just make that the title of the sermon. But we're going to talk about praising the Creator and reigning with Jesus. Can I get an amen to that as well? So let's begin at the beginning. Genesis 1. <clears throat> so a lot of times I'll put the entire scripture up here, uh, but 1 through 25 didn't quite fit on the screen. So you can turn with me in your Bibles or over on your digital device. But my first point, praise the Creator. And as I read through this, so I'm going to read 1 through 25. That's, it's a lot in there. God is doing a lot. He's creating so much in the beginning. And I want you to visualize in your mind God carrying out each segment of creation as we go through this. So in verse 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. And God said, let there be a vault between the waters to separate Water from water. So God made the vault and separated the water under the vault from the water above it, and it was so. 
God called the vault sky, and there was evening, and there was morning the second day. And God said, let the water under the sky be gathered to one place, and let dry ground appear. And it was so. God called the dry ground land, and the gathered waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it, according to their various kinds. And it was so. The land produced vegetation, plants bearing seed according to their kinds, and trees bearing fruit with seed in it according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening, and there was morning the third day. And God said, let there be lights in the vault of the sky to separate the day from the night, and let them serve as signs to mark sacred times and days and years. And let them be lights in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth. And it was so. God made two great lights, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. He also made the stars. God set them in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth, to govern the day and the night, and to separate light from darkness. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning the fourth day. And God said, let the water teem with living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the vault of the sky. So God created in great creatures of the sea and every living thing with which the water teems and that moves about in it according to their kinds and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. God blessed them. And said, be fruitful and increase in number. And fill the water in the seas and let the birds increase on the earth. And there was evening and there was morning, the fifth day. And God said, let the land produce living creatures according to their kinds. The livestock, the creatures that move along the ground, and the wild animals, each according to its kind. And it was so. God made the wild animals according to their kinds. The livestock according to their kinds. And all the creatures that move along the ground according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. And so we see the Creator, our Father, in the beginning, He's creating. That's what God is up to in the beginning. He's creating all kinds of life. And it says that the Spirit, His Spirit, was there. His Spirit, that being the Ruach, which is the Hebrew, can be thought of as an invisible force, a power, executing God's will, carrying out God's desires, his kingdom agent. And the scripture teaches us that from nothing by his spirit, God created. Romans 4 verse 17b, you don't have to, to uh, turn there. And this is talking about Abraham, but it says, in the presence of God in whom he believed, that being Abraham, who gives life to the dead and calls into existence things that do not exist. That is amazing that is who our god is bringing things into existence that don't exist and i think as we read this passage we can be so familiar with it and lose the amazing reality of what's going on there i mean there was nothing nothing and from that nothingness god created all of it everything everything that we see from nothing god created and so what were some of those things? Um, it, I mean, we see light, we see sky, we see living creatures. And in the text it reads that God said, 
And then what did not exist came into existence just by God saying that. Wouldn't that be so cool? I mean, sometimes I just want to say, pizza, just have pizza appear. It doesn't work that way, though, does it? But that is so cool that God just, he just speaks it just from his words. And things happen. There's great power in his words. What creative force there is in God's spirit. It's amazing. And so what do we do with this? What's our response to this? Well, we see that in Psalm 23. Again, you don't need to turn there. Sometimes it's better just to, just to listen, just to focus in on what the scripture is saying. So Psalm 33, verses 1 through 9. Sing joyfully to the world, you righteous. It is fitting for the upright to praise him. Praise the Lord with the heart. Make, mu make music to him on the ten-string lyre. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully and shout for joy. For the word of the Lord is right and true. He is faithful in all he does. The Lord loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of his unfailing love. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. Their starry host by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the water of the sea into jars. He puts the deep into storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let the people of the world revere him. For he spoke and it came to be. He commanded and it stood firm. And so the psalmist here is encouraging us to praise the creator. Make music to the creator of the universe. Sometimes it's better to do that solo, like if you're me. You want to do that privately because it's not necessarily that encouraging to everybody else. But, but the psalmist tells us, make music to the creator of the universe. And it reiterates what is said in Genesis, that God created everything just by his breath. Just by his mouth, his spirit. That just by speaking it, God brought all of this into being from nothing. Praise the creator. You know, one of my th favorite things to do, which I, I've shared about this before, is just spend time in nature. Specifically in this area, one of my favorite places, my little sanctuary, I call it, is Harriman State Park. Yes, even on a cold and blistery day. It's a beautiful place with fresh snowfall, and you see life even happening there amidst the cold. I mean, it's, it's magnificent out there. It's quiet. It's peaceful. On certain trails, anyway. Sometimes you get, you know, a lot of people out there in Harriman, but for the most part, it's quiet, and just the beauty and the diversity is amazing. And one of my favorite trails to either hike on or run out there runs right beside this stream. And you're kind of on that for a while. And then you get out to this beautiful lake. And I, I love this lake because the trees come all the way down to the shore of the lake. And they, they meet there in this beautiful companionship is the way I like to think of it. But it's just absolutely a beautiful sight. And then often I'll divert from that trail and head up top. There are, there are little mountains out there. And um, I, I love to go atop those mountains because you see the valley. You can see all that God has created just in this little space. The trees and birds flying around. I mean, it's an absolutely beautiful sight. I can't help but praise the Creator in those places. And you know, sometimes creation likes to just jump out at you and get you. And there was one experience I had recently where I was running alongside this beautiful trail, just enjoying the sights and sounds and 
you know, it was just me out there. And right in front of me, there was a tree down. And so I just thought, well, I'll just very casually, you know, hop over this tree. And as I'm looking down, this part of creation, which I didn't see, jumped out and nailed me right in the head. And I had two gashes on my head, and I had to stop for a second, and you know, I was bleeding a little bit. And some of you saw those gashes uh, a couple days later and wondered if I was okay, but, you know, all was, all was well. A couple scars, but all was well. And uh, sometimes, though, creation jumps out you and makes you praise God perhaps in a, a different way in those situations. Um, but it's beautiful. It's, it's, it's magnificent. And there's just something about surrounding yourself and what the Creator has made that restores our souls, that brings health and well-being, and that helps us connect with Him, and that can help us move into a state of worship that maybe is not natural for us. But it's amazing what that, what that can do. And I love, me being a, a bit of a science person, I love this new body of research that's coming out that talks about the restorative power of being in nature. And so they've actually done studies to look at what are some of the effects to our health and well-being when we spend time out in nature. And of course, it improves our health, uh, not only our physical health, but also our mental health, specifically reduces anxiety. I mean, they've demonstrated that in scientific studies. And I just think that that is so interesting, that there is that healing element to being out in creation, surrounding ourselves with what God has done, the Creator. And so in the beginning of 2018, really and always, let's praise the Creator. Let's sing songs to the Father. Let's make music in our hearts to God. How awesome is our Creator, our God that has brought all of this, including us, into existence from nothing. Let's make 2018 a year of praise and worship. And, you know, sometimes I think that we fall out of these patterns of worshiping God and, and praising Him. And I think sometimes we consider really only the spring and summer are the, the times that we can get out and do that. But I want to encourage you otherwise. This can be a great time. I, obviously, we need to be safe and careful about it because when it's zero, you know, crazy things can happen. But I think it still is a great time to get out there and spend time with God in His creation. Don't miss the opportunity to see God in the snow, in the cold wind, in the winter wonderland that is the Northeast. And so my question to you is, where is your worship space? Where, where is your worship place? Do you have one? Is there a place where you can just surround yourself with God's creation? And so get out there now, this week. Start the year off praising God in His creation no matter what the weather is, or no matter what the weatherman tells you. But be careful. Though. It's supposed to warm up this week, so it'll be a little bit better. Get out in the rain on Friday when it's 47. But we should be, and we, we need to be praising and, and uh, glorifying God. And so with God and all of his creative activities, right? He's in the beginning there. He's creating. His spirit is there. He then at the end of it, creates man. And he creates man in his own image for what? For ruling with him. 
But again, as I mentioned in the beginning, we chose and we choose to rule ourselves. We choose otherwise, which is why he had to send his son so that we could be restored to that relationship and restored to that rightful purpose, reigning through Jesus. So my second point, reign through Jesus. Continuing on in verse 26, are you with me, church? We're warming up now, right? It's about to get pretty hot. We're talking about reigning with Jesus here. So in, in verse 26, it says, Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. So God created. Father, Son, Holy Spirit created us. In what way? We have to remember this. In what way? That being in his image, in his Likeness, after the Father, after our Creator. He's given us abilities like His. For one, to create. He's given us abilities such as self-awareness, imagination, conscience, and He's given us a will or spirit. Our own will or spirit to choose. That's the function of our spirit, is to be able to choose. It's a creative power that we have, again, the power to choose. And he gave us those so that we could rule with him. You see, we were meant to have dominion. We were meant to rule. We were meant to reign. But it was always meant to be done with God. Right? It was always meant to be done with him by his power. But because we have our own independent will, our own opportunity to choose, we, have been, we are able to choose outside of God's will, right? We can make our own decisions. That's part of having free will. And we see in Genesis 3, which, again, that we read this past week, we, we chose to go our own way. We chose to do things on our own. We, cho- we chose to separate from God. And we do that now as well. It wasn't just then, but that initiated this opportunity so to speak of choosing otherwise and that other choice that 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 choosing of something other than God is sin and that disrupts our relationship with him and that corrupts our purpose so we had to be restored right that we had to be restored to that purpose to that place and that's why God sent his son Jesus Christ to bring us back because we see throughout the old testament we just couldn't do it on our own. As much as we tried, as hard as we put forth effort, we could just never do it on our own. So we had to send Jesus. And then in Romans 5, verse 17, you can just listen. It says, For if because of one man's trespass, that being Adam, death reigned through that one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. That's one of the most encouraging passages in all the scripture for me. Because it teaches us that through Jesus Christ, we receive the abundance of grace. 
That, that free gift, we didn't deserve it. We didn't, we didn't do anything to earn it. He gave it to us in righteousness so that we can reign in life through Jesus, restored back to our purpose, back to our original place. That's right. We reign with Jesus. We reign in life through him because we were created through him. As it says in John 1 and Colossians 1, everything that we see, all those things that we talked about in Genesis 1 that were created, including us, all of it was created through Jesus. That's what it says in John 1 and Colossians 1, that all was created through him, by him, and for him. And so he, he is able to restore us. We're recreated through him to rule and reign in life, that being eternal life with God. But, but we have to remember that it's through him, right? You know, it's just so easy for us to take matters into our own hands, isn't it? You ever done that before? Try to do things on your own will and power? No? I got, I'm the only one. Okay, well, I'll just go with that then. We just, we do that, right? We feel like we have the knowledge, we have the wisdom, we have the power to run our own lives in, in the world on our own effort, right, apart from God. But if we have an awareness of God and we're really trying to follow him, we quick, quickly hopefully realize that there is great error in that type of thinking. And I've, I'm reminded of that over and over again because even as a disciple, I try to do that. I try to, to do things on my own effort, and it never works. And I always get humbled by trying to do that. And I need that. You know, we all, we all need that, right? Okay, good. All right, good. We're all on the same page here. Awesome. But I think back to different times in my life, especially before I was a disciple, where I was really just trying to do things on my own. I think of high school, college, and, and even after college, feeling like I knew how to have relationships with people, feeling like I knew how to have relationships with women. I had no clue. And I think about those time periods in life and running into the same problem, the, the reality of that problem. And that was myself. It was always myself. And here, this is a cycle. This is how, usually how it happened. So I would be attracted to a, a particular girl. I'd get to know them. I'd spend more time with them. Things would get physically intimate, typically early on. Then some more time would go on and issues would come up that weren't handled well because I wouldn't take the other person's perspective into consideration. It was really all about what I wanted. And that's what happens when we try to rule our own lives. It's really all about what we want. And then we would break up. Either you know, she would break up with me or I would break up with her. And that was the end of it, right? That was it, the end of that relationship. Well, sadly, no. That's not how it works, right? Because you have the baggage and the issues that come from disrupted and distorted, destructive relationships like that. So you carry those things with you. And so, you know, some of those things being hurt feelings, damaged emotions, disconnect, self-focus, poor self-management, poor emotion regulation, poor conflict resolution skills. Those things are all manifested and are just carried on through those relationships when we try to do things on our own. And then we run into the reality that 
We cannot. We just simply cannot do it. And so Jesus enters the scene and transforms all that. He changes everything. Changes everything. The ruler and the creator of the universe of life shows us the way in all areas of life. Every aspect of it. How is that possible? Because he created every aspect of it. He knows. He gives us the ability to be effective in life. And he gives us the power to do so. And that can, be only, that can only be done with Jesus on the throne, with Jesus as king, with him as our Lord, and within his kingdom. Jesus ruling in every dimension of our lives. That's what we're trying to do, right? That's what we're all trying to do as disciples. It's not just, I'm going to let God rule my life on Sunday, and that's great, and then I'll walk away, and then everything will be okay, because I, 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 you know, I, I, I put my, my slip in for Sunday. That's not how it works, right? We're trying to do this, and we're trying to let him rule us in every dimension. But, get, well, but look what we get from that. We get to reign in life through Jesus, so let's have that relationship restored so our relationships can be restored. Can I get an amen to that? So we can truly be effective and have power in this life. So let's consider that question. Are you reigning in life right now? In your own life, are you reigning? Or do you feel defeated do you feel devastated? Do you feel like you just can't get to a place where everything seems to be coming together? The reality is, is that Jesus wants to lift you up. Jesus wants to lift you out of that. And not only does he want to, he can. In fact, he's the only one that can. So, if you haven't joined with Jesus yet, you can do that. You could do that now. We can help you. That's what we love to do as disciples. We love helping other people get to know Jesus. And it's not that we have everything all together and we have everything figured out. And we're all perfect in every dimension of life. <clears throat> but we know where the source is. We know who has the answers. And we can help point people in that direction. So if that's where you are, check that out. If you've gone off course, if you decide to follow Jesus, but you've gone off course, get on track. Get back on track. Spend time with Jesus. There's nothing like spending time with Jesus, is there? I mean, I, there's just nothing compares to just some time, just you in Christ, you in Jesus, doing the things that Jesus did, reading about him, praying to him, meditating on him, spending some alone time, just you in Jesus. There's nothing like that. Choose to do that. That's a choice. That's a choice. Let's start the year off right. Let's start 2018 off right with spending time with Jesus and choosing Jesus and reigning with him. So that's it. That's it, guys. That, that's, that's the message. That's the idea. As we begin 2018, let's begin with praising God, the creator, the Lord of everything, our king. Let's spend time with Jesus, who restores our relationship with God, who shows us who we really are and who we were always meant to be. 
Let's enjoy a year in life of reigning in life with Jesus the King. Amen, Amen. and thank you.